One, two, one, two. Now here we go. You know what time it is? Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. First things first, guys, before we get started with this podcast, do me a solid favor and subscribe to this on whatever platform you're listening to it right now, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I'd appreciate if you just hit that subscribe button and it lets me know that the content that I'm putting out for you guys is hitting your ears at the right time. Much love. This podcast is sponsored by contentremoval.com. So whether you're looking to remove any images, videos, search results, fake Instagram accounts, get in touch with us at contentremoval.com. Welcome back to the Frankie Lee podcast. And guys, if you get a chance to watch this on YouTube, you should see it because we're in a we're in a new location, a top secret location. But the lady I want to introduce you to today is a Forbes 30 under 30 lady. She's done bits. She's set up one of the top 50 fastest growing tech companies in Australia with her business partner, Jade Spooner. Welcome to your sofa in your kitchen. <laughs> I know. Guys, I can't say I've ever done a podcast in my kitchen before, but yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. we found the best lighting. So here we are. Yeah, we've, well, we, we, yeah. We've maneuvered the lounge. We're in the kitchen. It's a bit of a funky setup, but I'm here for I th- it. I think I need the good lighting because at the end of the day, like, you know, you need as much help as you can get with well, your Well, I can't believe here. how much of a difference it made, but anyway, here we are in the kitchen. It actually feels, it feels quite intimate. It's like an Oprah Winfrey. I feel like I'm about to just pour my heart out. <laughs> you are, you are going to pour your heart out. I know, you are, you are. I think the best place for us to start with you is mm. essentially, look, you've done, you've done a lot and achieved a lot in, 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 in the tech space and obviously you're coming up to an exit. But I just wanted to give people a bit of an insight into the journey of how you go and to obviously build something like that, you know, and have business partners and yep. all that stuff and, and do it, bootstrap it, get it going. So yep. like what, when you were at Google, right? Yeah. What made you and Amal decide that you were going to go out there and, and set up Do this thing. Yeah. Well, I personally think there's two types of entrepreneurs. I think there's people that are entrepreneurial that have that business, you know, inherent nature in them. And I think there's people that run into a passion and just think it would be rude not to just adopt it and take on their lifelong mission. And I was very much the latter when I started. So Amal and I were fitness models. We were uh, very restrictive dieters. We sort of ate chicken, broccoli, fish, asparagus, and we got ourselves onto stage. Um, We were both really disciplined. We had a lot of grit about us. And then we were working at Google um, full-time. So Amal was there first, and then she got me a job in the marketing department. So we were both at Google besties, training together, fitness models. And then we ran into Flex dieting which was really for us the answer to all of our prayers so we came we became educated on the science of nutrition and we thought why does the world not know about this and we both did have I think elements in us that made us business savvy you know Amal had a hair straightening business prior um to yeah she she had a hair straightening business that um you know her dad does imports and exports from China so he's set this up and she just had to go to um you know the Westfields and she had stands and she would sell them and you know etc etc and then I um ran into a little gig that I did when I was 18 and basically I was working for an agency and the agency agency um, had me contracted out to Anytime Fitness. So I used to hand out flyers for Anytime Fitness. And then at the end of my shift, I said to the the owner, how much are you paying for me an hour? If, I, if you don't mind me asking, he said, oh, $65. And I thought, oh, I'm getting 20. These guys are clipping like a real substantial clip from me. 
So cut a long story short, I said to him, if I can get you some attractive girls and, you know, some reliable ones, would you go through me instead of my agency? So I ditched my agency and I created my own and that was when I was 18. So we both kind of had that. So, so you got together loads, loads of attractive women and started putting them in all these Anytime Fitness yeah. giving out leaflets. Yeah, and then it started with Anytime Fitness and then it went to like pubs for alcohol companies and that was sort of like my first little gig um, when, I was, when I was 18 and I just sort of did it side hustle for a bit of a bit of coin um but it cut a long story short when Amal and I united we kind of had that in our DNA and then we came across something that we were just hugely passionate about which was flexible dieting so at the time we had validated the idea which I think is you know super important with business is how we did, had customers I uh, see so you, so you just did it you just did it by validated by getting the customers yeah on board we just we how many customers clients. did you have when you started um when we started I think it was probably maybe we had a, a like a steady 50 a week or something like that um you know paying 75 bucks a week so we had a business you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we we're working um at google full-time at the time and and so we quit google and and that's when the magic happened and from from your point of view because i've had mm. this from a ma of her point of view of the of the of the of the day that you two left google right yeah i want to get that from your perspective because it, it was probably exactly as as she told it so we had we had like sort of dabbled with the idea we we knew that we were onto something so we couldn't ignore that and we were hugely passionate and we had a roadmap basically yeah. we were using my fitness pal at the time to create meal plans and we thought it was a hugely flawed tool so we thought there's no others in the market. We need to be MyFitnessPal 2.0 plus the addition of customized meal plans as well. So we yeah, had this yeah, big yeah, concept. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, to our credit, a lot of things can change on your journey as a business owner. But one thing that never changed was the vision. So we had um, this vision and the only thing we really had to do to get it going was just quit the job. And we uh, sort of toyed with the idea. And on the day, I literally pinged them all and I I'd pulled my manager aside and I said, I quit. Your turn. Wow. <laughs> and I handed the baton to her. Her and she said, oh, fuck, am I allowed to wait on this? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck, Jade. <laughs> I got no word of warning. So she then pulled her manager aside and then she quit as well. So we both quit on the same day. So would you say then in, in, that, in, in your relationship in business, you're the one that kind of like, like does – takes the baton and I, I feel like we both had our moments there were times where I was scared and she said don't you dare it's no time to be scared and there were times where she was freaking out and I said just chill you know we were a really good dynamic duo like we had a really good yin and yang balance and even now you know um, our paths have gone separate ways obviously on, on the business front but I'll always respect the fact that we were exactly what each other needed to do yeah. exactly what we wanted to do at I the time I think you it was meet, a powerful partnership really I think, powerful yeah I think you meet people along the path that you kind of go along a certain amount of your journey with yeah and it's kind of like then that inevitably comes to an end. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, and and the ignorance of starting a business when you're 21 years old is you think that will never end. And, you know, for me, a lot of um, the, the the journey out of Equolution, so my exit and whatnot was sort of um, even just getting around the fact that what I thought was going to be my forever was really just a, a chapter, you know. I, I became aware that I was a business person. I wasn't Jade Equolution. I was a business person. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, one yeah. business was not going to tick all my boxes for forever, um, unfortunately. And, you know, so that sort of is different to what I suspected when I was 21 years old and started this. How far was it along the kind of like the build up in the business when you thought to yourself, you know what, I think there's, there's more that I need to do as well on the other side of it? I started having those thoughts around 2020. And I 
as a result, I think that my place in the business started to decline. Like I think that I lost my way a little bit. I think I started letting, you know, things happen and letting the direction of the company go in a way that my heart of hearts said, no, stop. (laughs) This is high risk or like this is not the vision or, you know, the different things like that started to happen. But I think was I sat on it for a good 18 months, I think. And then I made the big move in July of last year. But when when you're when you're a team and you're planning this this vision mm. and you're sitting there in a room together or or the executive team or whatever and you're planning the vision for the the company, mm. at what point did you start to feel like oh, fucking hell, like I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that? When the vision was achieved, I think. So the app as it stands today is exactly what Amal and I when we quit our full-time jobs at Google and took a one-way ticket to San Francisco. We sat with Butch's paper in her grandparents' living room and we drew up the app. And the app pretty much is what we built. It's what we built like, you know, seven years on. And, you know, it costs a lot of time. It costs a lot of money. It was a great product. I think our customers, you know, it's a life-changing product. I really, really stand by that. But I also think that we're in a day and age and, you know, you and I were even speaking about this on the phone the other day, like the world is changing. Yeah, you know, the world, it, it is, it's evolving. And I think that's in... Te- tech's evolving. Tech's Just evolving. Te- tech's evolving so, in its own right. Um, you know, so for me, you know, like what I did filled me up and gave me a lot of confidence throughout the experience, but I just can't be ignorant to the fact of the opportunity that's out there with the way that the world is moving and the innovation and the ideas. And even since I've been business consulting, you know, there's so many lacking tools that business people need, that my space needs. And I feel this like, uh, sort of like a God-given right to be able to go and execute it. I just feel yeah, that that's yeah, my, yeah. my you're, thing. You're a builder. Like you're, yeah. you, want, you like to build things, get them to a certain point, and then you like to pass the baton on to someone yeah, exactly. else and let them run with it. And, you know... Anyone in my company, Amal would say the same thing. My sister who I worked alongside will say the same thing. From a skill set perspective, I've got a lot of missing pieces. So for me, if I have a vision, I need to put myself in the position where I'm surrounded by the right people to be able to build that vision. So team and operations is like hugely important to anything that I put myself in. So I couldn't just kind of like have an idea and do it on the side on my own. Like I don't code, I don't develop. Like yeah, yeah, So yeah, I have yeah. to go all in. Yeah. So for me, when I started getting wandering eyes in the evolution journey, it was time to wrap it up and, and move on. Do you know? Do you know the thing I wanna wanna dig into with mm. you in relation to that and stuff is is the fact of like because what I really want people to understand the the full picture of being a tech founder because I I think a lot of people get it so misconstrued they yeah. see the they see the start they see the bootstrapping they see the the 30, 40 staff and then they see the, the exit stuff and that's all well and good but There's I think I, I think I think where people where people miss out is like when me and you were talking before we were talking about you know how like. You, you, could, you you didn't feel like you could have a boyfriend because you're so deep in work. So deep. At, and it's like, just talk to me through, 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 through that in your head, like, because... I know that I know that there's a lot of learnings you can give on that. Yeah, definitely. And I think even, you know, moving on now and going into business consulting and sort of like more of a mentoring position that I have been adopting since I've been outside of Equolution, I feel as though um, a lot of people kind of silence emotion when it comes to business. It's kind of looked at as two separate things, you know, it's either staunch founder or 
or it's like emotional wreck that can't own a business. But the two can be one. And I feel like they need to speak to one another in terms of like your emotion needs to speak to your head at a lot of times. And I think when I started my journey, like a lot of people – their heyday is their 30s to 40s, right? But I I feel as though I started really early. Like I was 20 years old and I was like, I'm owning – I was owning businesses and that was like a a, a sort of – stabbing my growth chart I think you know it was sort of like it's it stalled things for me because for example in my I was just so fulfilled and I and I was fulfilled in my relationship space because Amal and I were joined at the hip yeah we were not like you know you know like actual relationship yeah, relationship yeah, yeah. but we were best friends we lived together we had dogs together we had this great business we got to go to work everyone became sort of like almost like a little family and it was just so fulfilling in that respect so, so you'd use the whole you'd use the whole business then to build like your family network yeah. and, your, and your friends and, and every circle around you we even started hiring friends and family you know my sister was our first employee one of my best girlfriends had a little bit of time off her career path and she jumped in the equilution dream as well and it was just it was a heck of a lot of fun like it was a lot of fun we worked super hard and some days we wouldn't walk out of the office till like sort of 2 3 a.m and some of those og girls were with us the whole way and so it did become like a little a little family but I think a lot of eggs then but was, were put in that equilution basket and in the meantime like a lot of um, you know really substantial years in personal growth um, just kind of went on the fast forward and they just kind of got ran through yeah, yeah, yeah. and then for me personally when I started sort of thinking about you know what my next five years looks like after equilution and, and that's when I started saying after equilution as if it was a chapter that was going to be closed I started thinking. So you like, started to speak it into existence. Yeah, yeah. and when I started sort of of thinking about you know shutting that chapter I think I started thinking about life like I think I want to be a mum and I think I want to be a girlfriend and they were, it was stuff that I never really gave myself the ability to be able to think about before because I didn't think it was possible not a lot of women talk about this on podcasts so that are in tech mm. like they're, they're, it's kind of like skirted over yeah that you just got you just go out and you just become like you know I'm I'm the powerful woman I'm going to go out and grab everything which is all well and good but like there's a there is a there is a side to a woman that wants this relationship, Definitely. that wants to be loved, that wants to yeah. be with someone and wants to be cared about. And it's like that needs facilitating so at some point. And do you know what? If I'm really truthfully honest with you, I think the moment that I started thinking about my life as a whole and not just going through the motions of being a director and being head of this and head of that and, you know, building this big empire, the moment that I stopped and was really, really, really honest with myself, I honestly said I was lonely I was I was really lonely you know all the things that you think would fill you right up to the top they were just sort of touching the sides for me when was that that was um 2020 it was the year of realization (laughs) it was like sort of like the year of um you know I just sort of started thinking about um you know what what the next chapter looks like on a business front I felt even though the equilution experience was amazing and you know the my resume going after that looks phenomenal and you only have to google the company to know that it's a it's a wonderful thing that we built i still felt i had more in me you know i still yeah, felt yeah, like yeah, yeah. i wanted a few more challenges i felt like it was getting a little easier than the start but so, but sometimes some of your biggest achievements come in your personal life not in not in business well that's the thing right okay so i made a really tough decision july of last year and um by the way 
like I'm no rule book. Like I'm not. I've 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 done things just straight off the bat and and done things a lot of like filmed a podcast in your kitchen. (laughs) Literally, literally, (laughs) I've done so many things that have just been straight off the bat. And it's no. I'm not saying that this is the way to do things or anything like that. But I think you know there's things to take from it. And what I did last July was I had a. I had a director position in Equolution. I was an employee. I was head of marketing. I think I'm great at my job in regards to, you know, the marketing space and you only have to look at the branding and the personality of Equolution to see that I, I did my job really well. But I started to lose passion and that can impede on, you know, your skill set and your talent and how, you know, how innovative you are. Just frustrate you. Yeah, it really, it really can. So... I was honest with myself and that can and those tough conversations can be really hard because in business as well especially if you have achieved success there's also a bit of ego that comes with that as well and saying like something's not right and I don't know what it is and not having answers and things like that because it comes from self-discovery is a really hard thing to, to sit with. Do you feel like that some sometimes it's it's okay to think of things without having to have the answers? in that moment definitely because that's something if you're entertaining if you're entertaining but you're not getting to a a, a decisive answer that's okay you've you know you've opened the floodgates and that's good and I just think you know if if there's any advice that I could give to even just women in business it's we have this really powerful ability to feel and we have emotions and they can almost drive success on their own because they can be your grit they can be your yeah. your your will to succeed they can be your passion they can be what gets you out of bed your emotions right but i think we're often led to believe that we have to silence them to be staunch and this whole like you know boss character and and my boyfriend will be the first to tell you if if i if if I want to go somewhere, like there is like no stopping me. So even, you know, even in exploring that emotion and that feminine side, you can still be a different kettle of fish and that's okay, right? But yeah, like yeah, yeah. we have this like really beautiful ability to feel and I think that those, you know, being in touch with your emotional side can lead to some really great manoeuvres and for me personally that came, you know, last July when I made that really tough call to – to leave my business essentially. Do you think that's essentially then the piece that most women in business are missing? The ability to, to accept how they feel and to kind of use it for the, for the right direction kind of thing. Yeah. I think, um, maybe, maybe coming to terms with it, feeling it, you know, confronting yourself with emotion and then actually doing something with it can be a two, two part piece sort of thing. So for me personally, I went kind of through some motions 12 months before my exit, where I was a bit unsure, you know, I, I in that time I wrote a book and, um, you know, I, I I love writing. It's just something that I love doing. It's not only like sort of almost a gift, but it's it's something that I just really enjoy doing as like a hobby. And when I was doing that, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. And and just even being able to do things and saying I love this is was good for my experience yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it it got me in touch with what it feels like to love something and then all just do it for the money or for the you know because that's your job title or something like that. And I know of stacks of people who are in jobs. That that they hate and my question is always why like why you don't have to do that you know and I think I went through those motions too but how do you get around someone's belief who believes that they do have to though um well I sort of think I do think each their own I think work 
business career path looks different for everyone. Everyone. Some people like to go and get their check every week and then they like to have the weekends off. Some people like to make a difference. Some people are here to innovate. Some people are like hugely, uh, hugely invested in the future yeah, 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 yeah. and the future of others. It just depends on who they are. I've, I've learned like I, I think in my younger years, there was a bit of a, a high horse association with the fact that I worked around the clock. It was kind of like, we you, gotta, you put it on a pedestal. Type yeah. Thing. Like we hustle hard, you know, that sort of thing. But I think I've just into in, like engaged with so many people now that everyone's journey looks so different and that's so okay. I think, I think it all comes down to like fulfillment. Yeah. If you, if you, if you go and work in the local Seven Eleven, but you get fulfilled from serving, serving your community and yeah. serving customers and that lights you up. Yeah. This is what I've come to understand. It's like, that's cool. Yeah. Because that's, that's, if that's you, that's you. That's you, yeah. I used to have this big thing in my head where I think, oh, you know, if you've not got a business, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, you don't have a company structure and all this stuff, you, you're not, you know, you're spinning your wheels. But then I started, when I started to do like more spiritual work and that, yeah, like that's more it, breath that's, work, yeah. right, more looking inward, I started to realize that there's a lot of people that, that work a job that me and you would perhaps find no contentment in, but mm. but they they find purpose. Yeah, as long as you find purpose in purpose, what you yeah. do, that is what you should lean into. Yeah, and it and everyone else's opinion on it doesn't give matter a fuck because yeah. it's just you have to find purpose in something. One of my favorite entrepreneurs is um, Tillman Fertitta. He's a an American billionaire and he owns um, a lot of restaurants and he's huge in the in the hospitality industry. But he's gone to own like an MBA team and all sorts yeah, right he's yeah. just he's a great entrepreneur and he has this great quote where he says you know not word for word but something along the lines of um you know i have huge respect for anyone in any field who does their craft and they do it well you know whether it be someone that pulls apart a motor car and and does the mechanics of it um you know anyone but i just think we all make different amounts of money and that's our difference yeah. and i think that that's really powerful because it's very much the truth like i i don't think anyone is any better than anyone else i think the journey of life is sort of as woo-woo as it sounds. It's all about like, why are you here? And that, yeah, that yeah, doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. that doesn't rest on anyone else. And sometimes you'll find people that will sort of, I guess, give more wind and more momentum to your why than if you were just on your own. And that, that's like great partnerships, you know, like the, the early days of Amal and I, like we, we were the wind beneath each other's wings, you know? Yeah, you um, had to have each other to, yeah. to be able to facilitate that growth. Yeah, and there's there's people that align with people and, you know, are part of, you know, growing a particular chapter in their life. But overall, I think what you do with your day-to-day is just part of why you're here, you know? Yeah, I think, but but it's all the it's all the judgment. It's the self-judgment that fucks people. Yeah. People judge themselves like you, like you, Obviously, you were judging yourself as like lonely at the time. Yeah, it probably that lon- loneliness, pro- that pro- loneliness probably wasn't really there, truly. But it, but it felt like it was there at the time. And yeah, then, yeah. And then you had to go and f- facilitate that missing part. But yeah, does, I think that all comes from from looking within. Definitely. You know I mean? When I when I think about like that lonely phase, right? You know, for me, it was just like I became. I was single for four years before um, I met my partner, which was three months ago so I big shout out Matt (laughs) I love you so (laughs) um but I was single for I was single for about four years um 
And basically, I, I just found myself doing a lot of things on my own. I went overseas on my own. Um, I used to go for like hikes on the weekend on my own. I went for walks on my own. I used to take myself to breakfast. I used to take myself to dinner. And I was so okay with that. Like it was part of my you know, just my routine. Um, but I think there was just a few times towards when I started to warm up pre getting into a relationship that I was like, I'd really enjoy doing this with someone. And that was sort of, I I became so accustomed to just doing things on my own. You know, like I think about, um, one of my favorite years was 2018 and it was when Amal and I first moved into each other. We had this like really cool house on, on the harbour in Sydney. We just got our two little dogs um, and the four of us were living together and we had a really cool thing going on in the Equolution space like we were building and building is my favorite phase I've learned. And, um, you know, we'd kind of go to work together of a morning. We'd sometimes train together of a morning, but usually our mornings were really separate. We'd come back together, have brekkie, go into the office, and then um, we'd come back home and cook dinner and then, like, go to bed. And that leaves no space really for loneliness there, right? Yeah, 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 because you're busy. Yeah, you're busy. And then, But then I started to, like, you know, obviously um, we started to get more structure in our business when our team grew and when it got to sort of like that 25-plus kind of mark, you know, all the heads were in the right places and everything mechanically was working, you know, quite well. And for that reason, um, we were able to finish work at five and we got the weekends and all that kind of stuff. And that was when I really started to think that there was more to life than than work yeah. so as soon as you as soon as you got some time back off the table yeah. that's when you started to see gaps in like oh yeah wow there's 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 actually more to life than just do do business and make money yeah exactly which, which essentially is what you were doing yeah and i'll still continue to do that but i just think i'll do it better you know yeah going with, forward. with more balance of like yeah of, of the personal side yeah what kind of things are you going to put into the next 12 months to make sure that you get that well I think the difference between me back then and me now is that I'm in a relationship and it's like it's like my forever person like I, I this is you know that you know yeah, that I know I'm 100% sure yeah I'm 100% okay, sure I, okay before you answer <laughs> that for someone like me how do you know you just know. And I know that sounds so cliche, but like when you but, meet that person, you just know. But, descri- but, but, descri- but describe that to me because I need to understand how this works because I've never never had that. Um, I don't really believe in like the love at first sight type sort of stuff. You know, yeah. like I've had, you know, prior to meeting Matt, like I've had that instant like, holy smokes, there's something here type feeling like that chemistry. But with Matt, I felt like it was not necessarily like in that one meeting moment, but it was just all the times that all the time that we had spent together thereafter, it just felt so right. Like it just, it was for someone that has had a highly complex life, like nothing that I do is straightforward. Like, you know, I can't just go and get a normal job. I have to be creating something crazy and, you know, managing lots of people. I just, I'm not a normal kind of conventional person but this was one thing where I just thought oh my god it's so easy (laughs) you know and um it was different to anything like I had ever experienced before as well you know just even the the I the lack of structure helped you the lack of structure (laughs) that's what it was I just figured it out it's the lack of structure because everything in your life up until that point had had structure and it's like because this was like not planned. It was lack of structure. It was. It, it, it was. It was. It, you were like, wow. This is. 
because you imagine everything in your life had been like from a from a management role or from a Definitely. director position. Calculated. Everything's calculated. You got to plan it out. Yeah. This geezer just walked in. Yeah. Just like he got me the best time too. So the poor guy. Um, <laughs> the best. Time. We literally had a, we literally had like almost like a honeymoon. So basically, I resigned in July. I met Matt in November um, and I had a few months of I've just, I was working for body science like I was doing the marketing for body science um, and I was working really heavily full-time with them and then um, just before I met Matt I had finished up uh, my contract with body science and I decided to just pursue consulting until the exit was done so in that time I was consulting and it was like really like it's 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 easy for me, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I can jump on a, a call and I can see things so clearly because it's not my business. So I can give so much from, from looking out. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then I can put it under the microscope and I can see things at a different level because I have been there. And then I was just doing like consulting calls, um, which for me didn't even feel like work. And I was so chill and I could make my own timetable and I wasn't under pressure. And then I met Matt. It was kind of like, I feel as though all the the ducks had lined, and then the, and then I met him. Sort of like I quit my job. I realized that I was really good at something. I was doing it on my own accord, really casually, not for money, just for passion. And then I was, and then this exit was happening, sort of in the background. And then we started dating. And in the last month, I've started um, consulting, but I've joined forces with a girlfriend of mine that I've, I've spoken to you about. And, um, we're sort of doing a, a consulting firm and the influx of cl- between the influx of clients and just, you know, sort of essentially rebuilding another business structure, hiring again, all that kind of stuff. I've just gone from zero to a hundred and I've, I'm up at night, like 12, like midnight working. And yeah, the poor yeah, guys yeah. got me when I'm so flexible. I'm like, yeah, I can go to dinner tonight. I can do a walk this afternoon. And now I'm like, literally tied to my computer but that's another thing right like so he knows this is part parcel of like who i am yeah, and what yeah, i do yeah. so chill but and they, the right person will but they say in a relationship you you don't actually meet the person until six months anyway because because you have to see all sides of them yeah well he's seen definitely all sides of me now. Yeah, in, inside <laughs> it three started off you i was so chill and 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 even my um you know when my parents met him and and my I, I one thing that stuck was when my grandfather met him and he and he said to um matt he sort of keeps his cards quite close but he said to him he's he said i've honestly never seen her so happy and she's just so calm She's so calm because everyone was so used to me being so... Bang, 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 all yeah. ratty all the time. <clears throat> Funny story, my sister, we she calls me Nim. That's her nickname for me. She calls me Nim. She'll be like, hey, Nim. And Nim came from because she thinks that my brain, if you were to go inside, it would look like this. Nim, 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 Nim. <laughs> so she calls me Nim now. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what my family were used to. That's what my friend... I was just zippy, very, very zippy. And now, um, you know, I, I, I met him and... He did. He put another another feather on my bow, sort of thing. So, in the next twelve months, then you've obviously got a lot planned, like business and personally. Like, yeah. what what's what's go? What, what's your kind of goals for the next twelve months in terms of like, you know, your personal? I, I want to hear what you're doing, like for your personal self. Like, are you gonna are you gonna do some breath work, like I said to you? Yeah. Or? No, I'm really. I, I'm a very spiritual person and I kind of always have been and I think I silenced that side of me when I was going through the business motions because it did conflict in a lot of ways there was a lot of things that didn't feel right but I was like this is part of it you know I'm tired I'm overworked I'm burning the candle at both ends but I've got to do what I've got to do now and I sort of see business very much like a weight loss journey 
I think, you know, you can definitely have balance. You don't need to give up everything and you don't certainly need to do it all at once, but you definitely have to have that really diligent period at the start where you do your time, you form your foundations, and then you can get a little bit more flexibility later down the yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see business as a very much, like a very similar sort of journey. And if I look back on my business journey, I think, you know, those days are done and they cost me big time. They did. They really cost me in terms of just mental health you know I wouldn't I wasn't in a heap or anything like that but I was just a bit sad for a happy person it just takes a little bit of every every day that you go in where you're not fully complete and you're not yourself it just takes another little part of you away and then another part and then another part and another part yeah and I think health and sleep are two really important facets to that equation as well and I quite literally and Amal will vouch for this we weren't sleeping like we were up all night and it was really hard just to like function and be happy and be energetic and there was a lot of things that were missing so on the spirituality kind of front like for someone that's quite in touch I had to kind of like just like come out of that person and go into like an autopilot person that wasn't necessarily as in touch so I think going forward now something that's super important to me is fitness I anyone who knows me knows that I won't go a day without exercising and that's for no other reason like I'm not obsessed with you know the way I look or I'm not obsessed with exercise itself it's just it makes me feel so good yeah yeah, yeah, and and for that reason it did form the basis of you know, a future venture because I am so passionate about fitness. Um, I think, you know, gamifying um, fitness and and sharing it on social media and your workouts and um, even, you know, clocking up, you know, goals for the week versus what you actually performed and very, very similar to how Apple Activity have kind of gamified the experience for a user. I, I see a lot of potential in that space. And this is, is We Trained. Yeah. That's We Trained, yeah. So We Trained has got an element of that together with um, a business management system for personal trainers um, and online coaches as well. So it's it's like a two-part system. So there's a user, a user end whereby they can, you know, track share. And then there's the business management system where um, PTs and health professionals can very similarly track and um, monitor the analytics and business performance of their business and clients as well. And what's what's the key the key difference there between what you're building and with we trained and what's already currently on the market? Um, I think the main difference is well when it, when it comes to business management system there's there's a if you take a personal trainer they're usually using a number of different platforms to do a number of different things they'll do their programming on one things they'll, they'll they'll do their booking on another things thing and then they'll do their um, you know finances on another so I think conjoining that is super important and that makes for a really complex platform and when I think about the benefit of and, and I guess the blessing of being in the position that I've been put in coming out of the exit of evolution I can financially support the big dream of yeah, that, which is the maybe yeah. why it hasn't been created to now because it's like a bit of a monstrosity. So it'll be kind of rolling out different features at different times as you do in the tech space. Um, but I just don't think there's a, a one, one-stop shop for everything. And then from the user um from the user perspective, you know, when you sort of see a lot of people take photos and whatnot of their Apple Watches and post it to social with workouts around it, just kind of neatly putting that together, that doesn't quite exist at the moment. Kind of like Strava, but for everything, not just running. Yeah, so you're going to be the app that runs on the on the watch so that you're in yeah. that picture. Yeah. Right, yeah. I get you now. So yeah. that, that's that's the virality, yeah. the kind of, you're building the virality in Virality the around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then the the obvious, like, the, the how we monetize is, is from being a business management system for 
for trainers and health and, professionals. And with, in regards to like the MVP, like what gets put out there as the minimum viable yep. to the to the marketplace, what is that going to entail? Uh, that would be a very basic version of the overall vision. So the functionality system of that, like vir- virality marketing, like putting you know content out there that represents you know, workouts that have been completed on a social front for the user. But then from a business perspective, just your very basics, being able to book, being able to take payments, being able to see yeah. arrears, um, being able to see your schedule, um, being able to send e-workouts. So allowing a personal trainer that does one-to-one to go and move online, um, adding videos to that experience. Um, so that would be the minimum viable. So, so essentially giving a personal trainer a CRM, which most of them don't have. Yeah. Because yep. they're, they're using like calendar for booking and they've yep. got an email list mm-hmm. on Aweber, then they're doing this, they're doing this, they're doing this. And it's, it's just all too yeah. bolted together yeah, with correct. Zapier in the middle trying to automate yes, some stuff. Exactly. Which is like, if you try and use Zapier to try and put things together, yeah, it's a great tool, but to try and slap all those tech platforms together, it never works seamlessly. Yeah. And I think that also comes down to as well, like who who is this being created for? And I think a lot of these different platforms have been created for a lot of different markets and a lot of different like, you know, customer avatars. But if you think about the personal trainer or the online coach, like you can create something that is specifically for them that is so much far better suited because you've thought about your target market, you know? And I think that's a key to business, right? I think it's understanding who the hell you want to hold your thing, buy your thing, use your thing, be interactive with your service like who's your person you know? when when i when i had a boxing gym years ago yeah i had mind body to run to run yeah. all the booking system nightmare yeah i know absolute I know. nightmare i know cheers mind body one of my inspos for the new venture <laughs> and every time you needed like help the customer services abroad mm. and you mm-hmm. can't get in contact with them and it's just there is so much of a of a market for that because mm. that is needed for like anyone that wants to scale from like a not not there's, there's there's two things there's people that want to scale from like doing the one to one PTs from being able to book and all that stuff but then there's yeah. the people that want to scale from from like six five yeah. figures to six figures six figures exactly. to seven figures how do they do it without having the right tech behind them exactly well for now everything is highly manual which essentially if I draw back to my business journey I feel like everything has got me to this point to understanding that that is that's how evolution takes place from a really shit process that is like a number of steps how can you make that lesser which ultimately makes your operations internally better which ultimately makes your business more efficient you know and you can service more people you you can save money on on overheads in terms of staffing and that's essentially what scaling is it's like taking a shit process and it's turning it into something that is more feasible um on a longevity front and so when you say you know how do you get past what's out there now well someone's got to innovate something you know yeah, and yeah, i think yeah. you have to be different yeah, yeah you got to be you got to be different so now i see things being done through um you know there's like kajabi that do the courses and they spit out you know you can roll out like bits of content dribble it out to the customer and you can scale a little bit that way because you can repurpose things and um you know online coaching has sort of reduced itself to everyone used to do a weekly check-in and now they might do a fortnightly or a monthly and take things from phone calls to whatsapp or something like that but I just think there's, there's got there's got to be some way better to give accountability to, to the user and accountability to yeah. the coach as well. Yeah, definitely. I'm obviously hugely passionate about the online coaching space, but I think 
what started as a passion for nutrition has turned into a passion for health and wellness. So I think the diversity in the industry is something that I absolutely love. You know, it's not yeah. just about food. It's about a lot of things. Just, to, just, just so that everyone understands, how much does it take cost to take something like that from, from an idea where you, where you write it out on your table and, mm. and kind of draw a skeleton to building it into the minimum viable app? Like what is the kind of cost trajectory of something, building something like that? Um, there's a couple of ways to skin a cat. You can do it internally. So you can bring in, you know, a team internally in terms of like engineers and, um, you know, full, te- full stack developer and whatnot. I have zero tech knowledge, which is surprising for some people, but I have sort of like an understanding of, you know, platforms and a, and a roadmap type thing. But I couldn't tell you if code is neat or <laughs> messy or yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if systems are like, you know, security threats or anything I couldn't tell you that but I know that that sort of stuff's important so for me um, I would build the team to be beefier than if I was to have a a, um, a, a partner that had tech knowledge so if you if you partnered with um, you know someone that had a tech background you know whether they be a full stack developer or a coder or something like that your cost would be a lot more reduced but I've got to go kind of like the whole yeah. nine yards because I know nothing because I've had a lot of so, a lot of mates that built 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 apps not not in the, not just in the fitness space but in all kinds of different spaces and usually to get them off the ground you're talking like two three four hundred k just yeah. just to get just to get the minimum viable done even just like the discovery right like if you don't really have a vision if you've got sort of an idea and having an idea and having a vision are com- two kind of completely different things like i was pretty clear on exactly what i wanted so i was able to kind of skip discovery and i could i built the prototype like I fleshed out the prototype on my own but that process in itself if you were to consult like a tech company or something like that and sit down and say I I want it to achieve this and they say okay well this would be the customer journey type thing in app that process itself can be like 25 grand Um, and that's before you even know whether you're going to go through with it so it it can be quite um, expensive you know the Equolution tech products is in the millions and then yeah you know yeah. you can start something for a few hundred grand but like to keep to keep to keep it, to keep it going yeah this, this is why there's there's, there's there's two things that i, that I want to say to you on that it's, it's it's one why why it was it was refreshing to see you talk about the consulting model and yeah. how like profitable and fulfilling it is because i always tell people if you're going to start anything start consulting like find 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 a problem fix it and yeah and do the consulting on it the second thing is like how do people know to have the conviction then in your experience to go in on 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 a tech build on an app like what's what's your kind of what's your kind of feeling on that for like there could be people out here now that have always wanted to start an app and they think they've got a wicked idea how do they know when when to back that idea well, it's just a difference of person, really. Like some people will back it when they don't even know what the outcome's going to be versus someone who may just go to the grave with that dream. And I think that's just a difference in persona, really. I don't think it's anything to do with something that will happen along the way that will give you that push. I think it comes down to the individual. Like, who are you? Are you – I would – when I'm passionate about something, I'll risk it all for it. You know, like I'm I'm about to do an exit with Equolution and – my life could look really chill from here on in if I wished it to, but I, I don't think that that's in my nature and I don't think that's what will make me happy. And I think if you've innovated, you can't take that experience and wipe it from your memory bank. I think that is a contagious feeling that yeah, you want to yeah, yeah. replicate. Um, 
and I just I'm, I, I'm a person that ha- that is passionate you know I in all areas I maybe it's why it took me 101 years to find a boyfriend because (laughs) I wouldn't settle you know I wanted to feel the full capacity of what I knew that that feeling was going to feel like same with business you know like on paper I had it all but it didn't feel right so I went with passion over comfort and I so I, I just if I had a burning idea, I just could see no other option than to just run with it. And even now, I think the the benefit of doing things as I've done it, one thing that, just rewind, one thing that really kind of grinded my gears and just like, it was a hard pill to swallow. It was when I first got out of Equolution, like I'm talk, talking, I announced my res- resignation on just my small social media. And you think like, no one gives a toss, but I got flooded with, what are you doing now? It's like, I just want to breathe. (laughs) I just want to find myself, you know? And so I think the beauty of actually not feeling the pressure to go and be fabulous the next day really gave me the time to consult. Like I did the consulting thing and then I partnered with Jenna and now we've been servicing essentially my we trained market and it's like I've microscopically put my customers that I'm going to service one day just really really like definely under a microscope and been able to discover them in a completely different scope to what and, I would have done understand. if I just yeah to yeah. if I just would have gone and just done the app straight away so I think that also came down to intuition I wasn't really ready like not even the fact that I wasn't ready to just go straight into it on the the basis that I hadn't shut the evolution chapter because my exit is still in motion but like I personally wasn't ready either I wanted to smell the roses for a little bit I went to some parties, I went to some dinners, I did all sorts of things, you know, and it was fun. Um, but you and, get bored. You get bored yeah, real quick of partying. Yeah, but now I'm like ready to, to, to go again and all it took was a little bit of um, breathing time, but I could never see myself like talking myself out of this given that it's so there in my mind. So I think if people have that and just like can't ignore it, that's when you go with it. But if you're, if you're someone that's like, I could lose it all for this and I don't know if it's worth it, then don't. Like, it's, yeah. you know, live your life how you want to live it. I'm very much all about that. I'm kind of at the stage now where I'm, I'm risking it for a chocolate biscuit, you know what I mean? Like, in terms of this podcast. Oh, yeah. oh the podcast. Was, yeah, because like, because like the... I thought it's, you were going to tell me you're going to get it into like the food industry and nah, do something nah, dessert nah, related. Nah, and I was like, nah, oh, nah, chocolate. Nah, dessert related. <laughs> I hear chocolate and I'm like, is that <laughs> You want to eat it? <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I'm just talking about like, you know, you put, you, I put, I try and put my heart and soul into this because I fucking love it. It yeah, like, yeah. lights me up. You know, you can see that. Other people can see that. But it's like, you know, on the other side of the coin, content removal could, if I put all my energy into that as a business rather than half-half, mm. it could be a hell of a lot further, further ahead. And you, you kind of have to be comfortable when you make that decision, from my point of view, when you make that decision, you're going to put put your heart into something you're passionate about and follow 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 that you know you just got to trust in the process yeah. and have a massive amount of trust in yourself and what you're going to bring yeah that's kind of similar to what you're doing no definitely and you know what i um if anyone is like wanting to take gold nuggets from this i get a lot of questions like whenever i do like a q a or something like that on my instagram i get a lot of questions about like i don't know what i want to do with my life like i don't know yeah, yeah. i don't know what my purpose is and stuff like that and i think that sort of comes from like a fear of thinking that everything needs to be you know you've got to be listed in Forbes and build something crazy and all that kind of stuff where in actual fact I always say 
to people in that instance, like just take some time to work it out. Like you don't need to have all the answers tomorrow, but I think the best thing that someone can do for themselves is put a pause on the the cycle that I guess is not getting them to that point of realisation and just take some time for themselves. Like I exhausted all of my leave before I made the decision to resign at Equolution because there was still that like little part of me that was like, could I savour my place in that business? Could I turn it into something that does make me excited? Like what does the different options look like? And I just wanted some time to be like 100% sure. And the day I resigned, I was not only 100%, I was 200% sure. And I and it, it came after like three months of leave. Because you'd given yourself enough time enough to time. sit with it. Yeah. And, and, and that I, I love um, – that interview with Judge Judy where she goes, if you didn't make it in your 20s, you can make it in your 30s. If you didn't make it in your 30s, you can make it in your 40s. And I think that's the key. I think people are just so under pressure because today's day and age, just through you know social media, through just seeing a lot of success stories. Everyone's comparing everyone. Yeah, but like that's not life, hey, you know. like It's not real. I was, I was on social media winning awards left, right and centre. You know, we were Deloitte, fastest growing tech company. We were young on entrepreneurs of the year we were in Forbes with all this kind of stuff and that found up me was behind the scenes going holy smoke what, what am I doing yeah, yeah, like yeah. you don't know who are, you want who, you, yeah am I gonna I'm have on? kids am I gonna get married am I gonna love what I do again like I was having all of those thoughts behind like many badges of honor you know so um, um, the thing is we all we all wear our problems as well we all like like to like to get our problem and then like wear it and sit and sit on sit on the problem rather than just being at peace and just allowing everything to be as it is put a bit of cash in the bank give mm. yourself a little bit of time to think take yourself off for a week two weeks three weeks four weeks whatever you can do and just and just don't book anything in just yeah. sit there and just sit. like jay's saying just be with it and and just be fucking present yeah like because we, we, we're all we're all trapped in like this um you know how we felt in the past and how we'll feel in the future when we get to here yeah but that little that little 10 percent that you're probably thinking about now which is the present moment needs to be fucking 80 percent, 90 percent of your life you need to yeah. be present right now because that ch- that changed the game for me when i started to become more present rather than worried about being number one in 16 different countries over here yeah like, yeah bro, just just for, just in, just be present in every podcast that you're in just yeah. enjoy every conversation yeah stop fucking worrying about that, that shit just works itself out. Yeah. One of my best mates always says to me, call you Jets Jade. And I love it because it's yeah. so true. Like it's the, there's no real better analogy than. Yeah. Than call a, you Jets. Call no, no, you it's, Jets. It's, it's true. Like, we, we, we're all, we all get trapped in this. Um, like you might be having a shit day. You go onto Instagram and there's a, there's another girl who's having a shit day, but she's put a great photo on. Mm of a photo and she's just fucking won this and done this and done this and everyone's tapping like and there's comments going on it and yeah. you you look at it now and you're now in comparison mode you're like fucking hell my life's shit meanwhile she's sat in a lounge fucking nearly in tears because her life's shit too yeah yeah that's that's that is the, the reality that, that is the, the reality of what we're living in right now yeah. no like no one actually truly knows who's yeah. happy and who's not because no one's really speaking into it yeah definitely and that's why like i've always kind of taken it you know Whenever I'm asked, I'm always honest about the journey and, you know, how I felt along the way and the times where it didn't feel good and the times that it felt fucking great. Like, I think for, an, for like, a, an over, 
overview and like a complete context, you need to be honest because it's not it's not all roses, you know. How, how do you how do you feel right right now? Like in regards to like your breakup right now with with, with everything's going on in, in terms of like business. Um, I'm just as a person right now. I'm just so happy. Like I'm I'm, I'm genuinely yeah. so happy, but. And I've said this to you before, I think that, you know, a um, partnership split is essentially a little bit like a divorce and, you know, that's going to probably take some healing. Like, Marl and I will always forever have so much respect for each other, but I think, um, you know, just like reflecting on what used to be versus like, you know, going in different directions now, you know, she's going to take the driver's seat of the Equolution dream and I'm going to go on to build something else. And like, that's not what 21 and 22 year old Amal and I sat down on the lounge room floor and, and planned for our futures, you know? So things have, have, have become different based on just growth and change, which is so okay. Um, but there's sadness in that as well. You know, like I basically, we were, we were like living together and we ran a business together and now we're doing different things and we've only ever known building together. And, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like – so there's um, there's definitely a little bit of sadness in that. But with one door closing, like as cliche as it sounds, another one for me has opened and I'm just like entering a whole new chapter of, of life. And it's like I really, really was praying for this back in the days where I was feeling a little bit empty. Like I wanted to feel excited by – a build again. Yeah. And because everything was like kind of happening really easily on the acquisition front, like we have such a great team and we had budget and we had resource and, you know, it was, it became a lot easier than the early days where we were just clutching at straws for another hour in the day to get the shit done. Yeah. So, and then, and then the other side of that was like, I just so badly, like, I just wanted like, someone to go out for dinner with and someone to say, how was your day? And then me to sort of like, you know, I'm by nature, like I'm very like sort of caring person. And, you know, I always make Matt lunch every day for work. And like, I just knew I had that in me and I wanted that side to come alive. Like I really, really and, did. And yeah. and now, and, and now, now, and now, now you kind of feel like that piece has, yeah, has been put in place. Yeah. And you That's know, beautiful that. That's beautiful. Yeah, I so, full respect for that. Yeah. So I think like, you know, I obviously look back on the past and if I could go back and, and do another day, you know, just Amal and I and our OG girls and, you know, we didn't have all the bells and whistles in the office and everything like that. It was just us. Like, that would be really cool to relive. But this other chapter of life was really something that I worked for. Like, I've worked for this. So, I think I think, cool. I think the hardness comes in the fact of like when – you know, one wants one wants to continue the journey in the business. One one wants to step away, and neither's right or wrong in in that. Yeah. And then and then there's the fact of like you know you you best friends you work together so long. And yeah, yeah. And obviously now when there's a breakup like this in a tech company, there's money involved. Yeah. And it's like you know, and it's it, when 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 things like that happen, it's so, it's so much more difficult because it just highlights everything. Yeah, it's I mean? really it's really hard. It's something that like I don't want to go through again. Like, yeah. I really don't want to do this again. And for that reason, my structures going forward are going to be so different. Um, so break break down then for, for, for me how the structure changes. Well, I went into business 50-50. Everything yeah. was 50-50 because it was our idea. It was our – we were equal partners. But 
I've since left to do my own thing and it's not like I haven't sort of come up with the idea with, you know, someone else or anything like that. It was, it was very much my own and I think I need a team and I value a team and I love working with talent. But you want more than 50% this time. But I think, yeah, I think I need to understand that if I do, you know, inherit any talent and then give ownership to a degree that it makes it equal to mine, then that means that my vision becomes our vision. And I now know when when those visions don't align, what happens? So I'll just be a lot more careful this time around. I've learned a lot. You know, no one did anything wrong in my last partnership. We quite literally just, you know, it, different it's, quite, it, it's quite obvious. You know, I'm going to build something in the fitness space and Equolution is in the nutrition space. It's just quite simply two different um, passions and, and, and two different ideas on on where we want our futures. That's all it is. Yeah. So, um, but, but it's good that you mentioned that bit about structure because the structure, the structure alleviates all the issues along the track. I met um, someone last week. Um, just, I'm, I've been getting a little bit of just advice and help and stuff through um, this exit because I've never been down this route before and it's been quite confronting and it's overwhelming and it, you know, as much as you want to say yes to everything that's put in front of you, you've got to be realistic at the fact of what's been invested to date, what it's created, what its potential is, and then what, obviously, it's got to be. It's got to be. Means, it's got to be a fair break. Yeah, and what that break. means for your future. And and I um, I met someone last week, and we sort of had a chat. He's like, just out of curiosity, what's going? Like, what are you what are you up to now? And I sort of just like let him know, and um, I told him about you know how I'm I'm sort of streamlining lining consulting, so letting that be one business, and then creating something which essentially rep, it sort of reflects my. It's a bit of like a similar journey to the Equolution experience. So sort of two things happening at the moment for me. And both I feel really strongly about. And he loved both concepts. He loved the way trained ID more than anything. But then when we started to talk about equity and partners and whether any of that was happening and all that kind of stuff, he said, can I give you a word of advice? He's like, a lot of what you've just told me now is you, 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 you. Like, you know, you're investing the money. It's your idea. You've got the understanding. You've got the drive. You just got to get someone to build the thing, which means for me, like you need, I, I see it as you need staff rather than equity partners. So he's yeah. like, don't be giving away equity. Like it's a piece of your birthday cake. He said, you know, just be mindful of where this cake originated from. You've gone in the kitchen and you've baked it. And he yeah. said, you know, just don't, don't be giving away willy nilly. Like that's sort of what he said. And I thought that was really important because I've come from a background and an understanding where, you know, equity is like neither here nor there to me. I haven't really taken it super seriously because it was very, but when evenly, push comes to shove, it's it does a very matter. serious decision. You know, it, it wasn't in my last, I never had to decipher that last time because it couldn't have been more 50 50 than what we produce but now it's like well what does that look like you know well there's 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 corporate structures as well that have different equities but like different voting rights on the equities as well yeah yeah so like it can get really confusing so you could have you could have some a, a piece of equity that has no that has no rights essentially exactly yeah and then you know there's just i've just sort of learned in the last like couple of months there's like a number of ways to skin a cat you can have like you know maybe a portion of profit share or something like that. If you've got someone doing like sweat, sweat equity as a, sorry, as a contrast for like sweat equity or something along those lines. So that I, I would always recommend that to anyone that's going down the new business venture route is just explore your options yeah. because there's probably a number of ways to do things better than just the old standard. Oh, we'll go Harvey's, you know? Years, years um, ago, I did a, 
did a did a business and um I gave away a five or ten percent day one um for 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 shit money mm. right and it just came to bite me on the ass it's the worst decision of my life and it, you know what I mean those decisions end up having to be Pay, paid back and paid off and all that stuff and yeah it's they like come you, to you, you come to they come the, yeah. every, everything you put out comes home to roost that's why if you put out good you get good back yeah i believe in, that too in, in essential but with the equity thing i fucking know exactly what you're talking about mm. it's it's you got to be so you, you can pay people handsomely but not give equity away Equ- yeah, equ- yeah. Equ- equity is like you got to hold on to equity yeah exactly because that is that is you that is your that is your exit strategy yeah. Yeah, I th- I've just feel like I've learnt so much from you know the the past, and you can't sort of ignore like when you see everything go in full motion, like you can't be ignorant. Like I would, I've been very blasé in my business journey. Like I've just been grateful for what has come from just two young girls that had like a really crazy yeah. dream sort of thing. Like I've been really grateful, and I haven't necessarily been bright in the sense of like always maximizing that. You know, like I was really willy nilly with tech. I was like, yeah, I'll spend all the money in the world. We've got to get the best product, and like as a result, now I feel like we do have the best product. But like the industry is is changing, and that needs updating. That's like and now it's at this standard where the continual up needs a lot of cash. Oh my God, yeah, and I never thought of that at the start. You know, so I just think your mind changes when you've had experiences. So sometimes you can say things are like, oh, it's the worst mistake of my life or I shouldn't have done this or I shouldn't have done that. But in hindsight, it's probably not, not a bad thing considering what may have come after that where it could have cost you way more if you didn't have that knowledge coming from a, a prior era. So, yeah, I'm sort of – I feel a bit more like I've got my wits about me this time. Um, and, yeah, and I think a lot of – um a lot of people have even said to me like, oh, would you ever go into business with like friends again after, you know, you and your best friend created? And I was like, 100%. Like none of my bridges have been burnt in that respect. It's more just like I think I'd be a smarter business yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, Everything, everything journey-wise went fine. But it's like business-wise, I think when you have knowledge that's accrued from experience, you really need to lean on it. Well, it's, it's, it's the only problem comes with these business with friends relationships is when you own 50% each and then one of you wants to do this and one of you wants to do that. Now you've got, now you've got a problem. Yeah. Right? You didn't have a problem before, but now you do have a problem. Yeah. Because your visions don't align. You want to do this. They want to do that. Cool. Now it comes to selling a piece of the business. It's like, well, who buys it? Do they buy it? Does equity mm. buy it? Mm. I mean, how does, how does that work? When you, when you, when you go to exit a business like you're doing, do, do you sell that piece back to the, the other partner, or do you have to do you have to put it around the town for for a private equity firm to come in, or how does that how does that I have work? to be completely transparent. I haven't been hugely involved in the process, given the fact that like I'm not inheriting whoever is buying into the company afterwards. So there's sort of been a team that's been working on that, and for me, I'm just the seller, so I have to be right. just happy with the price and the arrangement and everything like that. So that's been my involvement to date. But from what I know, there is you know there's like share buyback versus like you know um like acquiring yeah, yeah. a new partner all that kind of stuff like there's a yeah. there's a lot of different ways um that you can do it I, exiting is like i don't it's, know if i could go through it again it's, it's, <laughs> i don't it's, want it's, to how long a process would you say exiting is 12 months um oh it depends on the business we had 
we had a lot of big fish biting the bait. So, um, but then, you know, in terms of like attractive offers that then come out of that, like people want to hear about it. Like that's a good sign. And then the actual, like the physical offers. Who backs up with the numbers. Yeah. The numbers thing like that then slims that down a little bit more. Um, And it, there wasn't crickets in my process. So I think maybe that's why it was a little faster than, than um, others. But like, I, I have never done this before, so I can't say that I know, but mine's been, long and I just want it to be over I don't I don't blame you like it's it's just it just it just goes back to that like spiritual thing that we're talking about before you know like if you're kind of a spiritual person like having your foot in it in an old camp is just like spiritually it's not not a fine feeling like it's just not it's not good and even even like when I was clean breaks are always the way yeah and even um you know some some people have toyed with the idea like, oh, why don't you keep, you know, X percent in or why don't you do – and I just know what sort of human being I am and it's just like it's either you're in or you're out. You're not half in, you're not half out. Like it's just – it's in or out. So, yeah. Well, it, yeah, if you – essentially, if you if you, if you you believe in, in doing something else for yourself right now and that's, and that's right for you, just do that. It's the belief factor as well. Like I think you can be – like an entrepreneur and have like a number of different ventures happening at one time, but you need to like, for me personally, I think it's really important to back them all. I think you need to be able to like, you know, if you had say, uh, you know, even a rest, say if I was to open a restaurant or something like that, I'd want to walk in there and be like, I, I believe in the quality of this food. I love what people are getting put on their table. I love the aesthetic of this, this restaurant. I love, you know, walking through the front doors and not seeing mitts on the front doors or cigarette butts in the car park. Like I love this this venue this I love feeling, this yeah, yeah, I love yeah. this premise so I, I think for anything that I do I'll always need that feeling I'm sure that there are other you know business people and and entrepreneurs that could maybe just have like a piece of the pie and get their monthly check and and all that kind of stuff but just for me I knew who I was and I just knew I needed to like feel all the feels and be a 100% like this is mine and I love what it's doing it's just about being then totally on purpose yeah, totally on sure. purpose and making sure that you're being honest with yourself in that moment that that whatever you're doing in that moment is the purpose for you. Yeah, for sure. And and just fully backing yourself in whatever that is, which is what you've done. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. If you were going to give some 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 golden wisdom, so like if you were just checking out the planet, right? Imagine you're checking out the planet. You got nothing. You can't leave nothing else. What would be the like the piece of the pearl of wisdom that you'd leave to people to to carry forward? What would, what would that be? Like advice? Yeah, advice-wise, yeah. Like advice for, for moving through whatever thing you've moved through. Uh, I think don't, don't back a commercial decision over something that doesn't feel right. I think something that we do in business a lot is silence feeling. And I think that feeling is fulfillment. I think it's happiness. I think it's your definition of success. Whatever that contentment is for you can often be at the detriment of like, you know, a a commercial decision. So I think if something's not feeling as it's supposed to, no matter how good it looks on paper, no matter how flashy it is, no matter how much money it's putting in your back pocket, I think if you know yourself, go with the thing that most represents you. Love it. Love it. That's that's that is quality. That's my last twelve months in a little nutshell. Really, no, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. Today. Thank you for having me thanks, in my kitchen. Yeah, thanks. Th- <laughs> I hope you like uh, Jade's Jade's kitchen. Like this, the the apartment's sick. To be honest, the apartment's sick. But 
I can't show you that on here. But guys, do me a solid favor. Follow at Jade Spooner on Instagram and you'll see all her business ventures and everything she's building and all that stuff. The meals out, the partying, all that's on there. Uh, at Frankie Lee on Instagram if you want to follow me too. But do me a favor, send us both a message. Let us know what pearls of wisdom you picked out of that. Hopefully that last piece definitely hit your ears at the right time. And thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Much love, guys. Don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee Podcast.